Backdoor Cut! <laughs> You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here with EuroLeague fan, Matt Beatty. Mate, it's it's all about the the fundamentals. You got to be able to <laughs> you got to be able to put the ball on the floor, layups over dunks. You know what I mean? I I completely agree. I'm right there with you. And Marcus Smart, Achilles hopeful, Jake Eisenberg. Oh man, we had a scary little moment there on on Saturday afternoon, didn't we? Um, I was watching the game Wait, with all of us, all of us holding our breath on that one. I was really upset for about twenty minutes. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I, I can imagine. I was, I, was, I was putting out positivity for Kemba because now he can't get traded because <laughs> they actually just need him. Oh, yeah. that was brutal. He's had, he's had a bit of a shocker. But uh, today we're going to be jumping right into a look into the West playoff picture. It's heating up. It's immeasurably more competitive than the East playoff picture, which is a bit of a joke, to be frank. Jake. <laughs> Where did you want to kick us off today, mate? You've gone in hard yeah. there, Joe. I don't know what was that. <laughs> Dude, listen, listen, listen. I'm I'm just being real. If there's teams in the playoff picture who are clearly below 500, it's a bit of a joke. When the oh, West, yeah. you got but plus it's, 500 it's teams for... sitting ninth and 10th. Yeah. It's been that way for a while, though. As as the resident West Coast guy of the <laughs> podcast, this is not news to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, now he's resident of West Coast. I thought he was a... <laughs> Philadelphia Nets fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but it's a really good point. Like, the Hornets are the sixth seed tied with the Cavs and the Hawks. The at, Cavs. And they're all, and they're 10 and 12. And then you come yeah. back to the West, and the 10th seeded Houston Rockets are 10 and 11 and 10. Like, they're over 500. Um, I guess we go start kind of top bottom. We kind of hit the Jazz last week. They're still rolling. They finally lost um, to the Nuggets. Um, but the Lakers still are a cut above the rest of the league, in I think my opinion. The only thing that's annoying me about them is Anthony Davis. It is I've had to move him down in my top 10 to almost 10. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but he seems like he's just sleepwalking, and LeBron's the one carrying the team which is fine by me. It's actually more fun to watch the Lakers when LeBron's doing more. Like he had 30, like a 30-point triple-double basically yesterday. Just He's just ridiculous. Um, Do you think there's an element of uh, championship hangover, but even more exasperated because there was hardly even a break between seasons? AD just wasn't ready to get started again and is just janky, not, not hitting his stride yet. I don't know, Brady, what do you reckon about this slow start from AD? Uh, no, I, I kind of just put it down to AD as a as a player. I, I don't know. I think he's never been – I mean, obviously, he's had seasons where he's put up monster numbers on the Pelicans, but I think it's just more he's not the type of guy that just goes balls to the wall from day one all the way through. And, you know, obviously, they're on this, this stacked Lakers team. They can kind of afford to cruise a little bit. We probably thought it would be more roles reversed and – you know, AD would be doing the the lion's share, and LeBron would be kind of more easing up a little bit, and it hasn't really been that way. But I don't know. Like maybe I think there's the scope for that to sort of change. They can switch that up through the season. If that, I don't know if this is something intentional or not. If if it's not, it's just because I, I don't know. Like I, I kind of know what you mean, Jake. Like when I watch them, 
I get frustrated sometimes watching AD because like, dude, you're like seven foot. Dude, you've got a mismatch. You've got a mouse in the house. Like, please just take this guy to the basket and he'll pass it out or he'll, you know, he'll do a fadeaway or something. It's like, no, like play big. Like you were a big dude. Like play big, please. Yeah, we're all firing off at him. Like that Celtics-Lakers game that we all watched on the weekend where he was trying to back down whoever and he got stripped and then Kemba misses that that shot. But like, yeah, he's, he's just... He's not playing like he's a seven-foot behemoth against the Celtics team that can't stop anyone with that kind of size. And he's like posting up, trying to take an 18-foot fadeaway. Um, but they're fine. The Clippers played maybe one of the best games of the season I've seen so far against the Nets last last week as well, mm, or yeah. this week. Um, we can touch on the Nets quickly as well. But like um, that first quarter, Kawhi and Paul George were just... When, when they're right, when the Clippers are, are right, they they look easily like a team that could make the finals or win the finals. And then they just get, they collapse. They still, they've collapsed multiple times. They've lost by 50 to the Mavs. They've, they choked, they kind of couldn't get it going against the Nets. Um, but just quickly, that, that shot making performance by the Nets down the stretch against the Clippers, it was like, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. With the three greatest scorers in the late game, and I was, man, it kind of blew me away a little bit. Um, and the yeah. difference was the Clippers were able to at one point get a stop, whereas the Nets were not. No, the Nets won. That I think game. it's well, the Nets they? won though. Yeah, we- yeah. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the wrong game. My, my <laughs> Nets, mate. That's that's why defense doesn't matter, baby. We'll just keep yeah, scoring, man. You know, <laughs> seriously, but- I don't know. I might be getting this mixed up, but Clippers have still dropped games with feeble-mindedness that they shouldn't have dropped. Like, uh, you got Paul George, Kawhi, Sergi Barker, these guys out there on the floor. You kind of want this to be picking up now. You're in your second year, and it is. But, I mean, yeah, um, they've got the best record in the league, basically. I'm still I'm still wary of those, those brain snaps, those little, it seems mm. like, unlosable, and they still lose. Yeah. Um, How do you think Batum helps this team? He's done. He's been good, man. He was just kind of just collecting checks down in Charlotte, waiting for his time to actually play meaningful basketball again. He's been pretty solid. He's, he's actually I like been, the way that yeah. he moves the ball. Like, yeah. Well, I, I feel like there was a period of time on the Hornets where like this guy shouldn't be in the league anymore, and he was <laughs> getting paid absurd money. And then obviously the sea change has, has definitely been good for him. I suppose playing on a good team's probably helped as well. He can kind of just slot in and not be as as, as a primary role. He just needs mm. to do his job and obviously then he'll look a bit better. But yeah, he's been good. It's like the, the theory of the Clippers I love so much because like you go Serge at the five and then Kawhi, yeah. Paul George, Marcus Morris, and then Batum if you want. And every yeah. single dude on the court is six foot six to six foot nine. And you can switch everything and, switch everything, and everybody yeah. can shoot threes. It should be just devastating, but I don't know. Yeah, they're still lacking that that confidence that they're going to be able to rip rip through the playoffs. Um, but Paul George as well, he's been like 50, 50, 50 90 at one point. Like, mm. They've been really Paul, good. Paul George has been really good. Yeah, you can't, like as much as people, he's easy to pick on. He's, a, he's an easy target. At the same time, like, in the regular season and from what we've seen so far, he's been really good. Like you, you can't knock what they're doing. It's sort of, 
the question marks will come in the playoffs, I suppose, because we, I think yeah, everyone 100%. kind of, we all had them penciled in for a Western Conference Finals against the Lakers last year, and then they kind of just combusted in that second round against the Nuggets. So uh, I, I think that's until they can get over that hump, that's where everyone's got them, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, like I agree. Paul George has been playing great, but until he can continue this in the playoffs, he's just going to be known as a regular season bully. Like, for all we know, he could do this all season long, get to the playoffs, and then revert back to last season again. And we're all like, "What the hell happened here?" I'm, I'm still not. I don't have that killer instinct feeling with them yet. Until I have that, I'm not sold. I also like from an offensive point of view. Like, I don't know what kind of identity this team is as well. Like, is it when you watch them? Do you ever just think this is just Paul George and Kawhi just doing their thing, and then? If the other guys get the ball, make a shot. But like, this is the thing that with these Ty Lue teams. Like, obviously, this is Ty Lue's first year in charge of this team, and it's just like this guy's only ever coached a stacked Cavs team before this that won a championship because they had LeBron James on it. And it's just like, well, what is this? What does this team look like? What do they do? What's their go to? Like, is it just dumping it into Kawhi and Paul George every time and relying on these guys to go for thirty every game? It is really Cavs like the way they play is really Cavs like. It's like LeBron and Kyrie, really. And what, Sergi Barker's their Kevin Love at their spot up for three. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's. I think you can win like that for sure, but it's sort of, I don't know, like, it's if, if one of these guys has an off night, then all of a sudden now you're relying on one guy mm. and then mm. it becomes even more difficult. It's just Paul George now, he doesn't attack the rim as much. And so, like, if his jump shot's not falling anymore... What else does he do? Like, what? How else is he impacting the offensive end? Um, I don't feel like he's as locked down defensively as he was. Um, like once that, upon a time, yeah. The, like the, even even though that two years ago when he was with the Thunder and he finished top five in MVP and he got you know, even some defensive player of the year buzz. I think he finished in the top five there as well. Um, but is that when Dame broke him? That yeah 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 yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's averaging what one three throw a game? Is it, am I looking at the right stat right now? Dude, it might be. Let me have a look. That is very low for someone. <laughs> well, Jay, you got substance to this. He's not attacking oh, wait, no, the rim no. theory. Haha, <laughs> that was my Nicholas right. Batum tab. That's my Batum tab. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait. No, I, I know it's definitely low. Um, wait, one free throw. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's averaging f- yeah three three yeah four four attempts, which is. Which is even low. that it's still kind of low, man. Much. Yeah, yeah, it's really low. Like we will rip on Tatum for not having yeah. any attempts, but like it's the same. It's the same dude. Like you should be getting yeah. the line more, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that's definitely yeah. Not to do on a Tatum tangent, but that's definitely his <laughs> improvement, like number one. But um, but yeah. So I don't know. Like poor George, when his shot starts missing, I don't think I don't know if he has the mentality to just to go to the rim and because he's still long and strong and ability to get to the cup because he's handles so good but he just doesn't do it as much anymore and he kind of avoids contact and he's been complaining about the refs and you, you talk about how dame ruined him but it's like okay dame ruined him against okc last season we have the memory of him shooting it off the backboard and then last just this week jared dudley's book t- comes out talking about the clippers or whatever and poor george and all of a sudden we've got some twitter beef poor george versus Jared Dudley. I don't know. It just always feels like poor George ends up in these little pettiness battles and he loses them as well for the mm. most part. Like mm. at least if, at least got to win, get a couple of dubs in the petty wars out here, but <laughs> it doesn't seem to be happen, happening. Um, 
All right. Feeble. Feeble-minded. That seems to be the move. Um, now, pr- a player that skyrocketed, right? Rocket- as you said, Jake, they got one of the best records. Yeah. Um, I was just going right. to say that they still got one of the best records in the in the league. Yeah. And like they've got two guys averaging like twenty five a game, so they're, they're fine. It'll yeah. Yeah. They're like where, it's not over. There's out. plenty of time. They still got Kawhi Leonard on this team. But yeah. well, all we're saying is, if we're talking about like who's got the best chance of progressing and I'm looking at Anthony Davis half-assing his way to wins every night, I'm still thinking the Lakers have got this. It's just like if if they had made the conference finals and then lost the Lakers in like six or seven in a, in a hard-fought series, I'd feel so much better about mm. like saying that they'll get there again and maybe it just flips this time. Like, if yeah. it, you know, but they didn't even get there. So I don't know. Um, and now... The team high in the mountains, the man from Serbia, Nikola Jokic, leading the team. What a superstar. Man, he is on one. Skyrocketed the Jake Eisenberg player rankings this week into tier two at the fourth best player in the league. Probably he's a top two, top three MVP candidate right now. Like, this dude is, man, uh, yeah, I think we said they snapped the Utah Jazz's have a many game winning streak it was by dropping 47 however many rebounds and assists it mm. was like this dude um his jesus not no one's like him he's the definition on of any night on any night like do you need him to score okay he'll go score do you need him to pull down every rebound all game no problem i'll just go get you 25 of them do you want me to set the table for everyone and play point guard sure easy is like it, it's a joke, really. What he what he's able to do out there, it's amazing to watch. And I don't knock you at all for putting him in tier two, top four players. Like, there's an argument to be made. No one's more skilled than Jokic. Yeah. I mean, like he's not athletically LeBron, so to speak. No. Not according <laughs> to him. <laughs> no. Yeah. But um, he's still a wizard, and he's still got Nuggets playing crazy ball. But this begs the question, are Nuggets playing good enough ball or should they just, you know, cut some of these fringe guys improving, getting older, getting a bit of experience, contributing? Should they just flip them into someone that can, you know, get this team winning now, today? I love the wizard comparison. He just now reminds me of a thick Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, 100%, I think they need to go, like, godfather offer for but Bradley Beal doesn't seem like he wants to be traded now which is the problem but like if they they need to make a move because Nikola Jokic is having an MVP season and he's 25 26 years old um and they're gonna just get bounced but probably by the Lakers even if they do make a move but they're definitely getting bounced out of the Western Conference unless they make it a move and then if they don't make a move now when are they going to make a move because you can't be wasting the prime of this dude where mm. he's averaging like 30-point triple-doubles out here. Not to mention Jamal Murray's looked immeasurably more confident when there's someone else playing, taking attention away from just him and Joker. Right. When it's just him and Joker out there, he is bricking shots like nothing's ever changed. He's still that 16-point-per-game regular season scorer for some reason. It's I don't crazy. know why. It's he's Michael Jordan in the playoffs. <laughs> he's just like a clown in the regular season. But how far, he's had how, a couple of explosions. 
Yeah. It's he just instantly crashed directly back to the level that he was at last season. Mm. Bait Doug. I'm a massive Jokic fan. I you I think missed. the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets started the season slowly, and that's probably why they've kind of slipped under the radar a little bit. But they've started to warm up now, and uh, I, I just think that this guy is a phen- like even in the bubble last year. I mean, we would laugh about Murray, but uh, I think Jokic was the same, mm. except he was good before the bubble, and he's good again now. Like it's not as if it's some sort of flash in the pan. I I think he's the best big in the league. I know there's been a lot of chat in the last week about Embiid. Like I think the two leading MVP mm. candidates are, are Jokic and Embiid right now, and it's sort of both of those guys have got teams at the pointy end of, of their respective mm. conferences. Obviously, slightly different play styles, but they're both dominant when when they're on. Uh, yeah, I I I love the Nuggets. It's taken me a <laughs> while to warm up to them. I feel like I was even. I remember we were doing over and unders a couple of years ago, and I was still like doubting them. But this guy, you can't deny how yeah. good he is. Uh, well, I, I, I yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, did you reckon a trade like Bradley Beal, like you said, is not? I don't think it's really on the the table as much as people want to talk about it. I, I think the Wizards are reluctant to do it. Yeah, I don't know. They, they, I think they need to add something. Um, but well, it's also he's. For as long as he's like, no, I'm I'm here to help the Wizards win. I want to I want to build with the Wizards. As long as he keeps saying that stuff, the Wizards see no, yeah, no. rush to trade. Like, why trade him? What are we going to get in return? That's as good as Bradley Beal. For but sure. like, the, the Wizards are a dumpster fire. He's got to get the hell out of there if he ever wants to win anything. Mm-hmm. John what? Wall's doing better at the Rockets right now. Yeah. Um, what? I, but also, just what I love about Jokic as well is that when he gets to the playoffs he either sustains or it goes up a level as well. Like he's mm, just yeah. as dominant as the regular season, which I think Embiid is yet to prove consistently that he can like play throughout a series, not get tired, take halves off, take quarters off. As much as we make fun of people, well, he's obviously gotten in way better shape now, Jokic, but even when he was still pudgy, like he yeah, just kind of like, Trudges yeah, along, lumbered up. Left foot, I think right if foot. Anything, the, if anything, the the playoffs and it slowing down, like it kind of helps mm. him. But if anything, it, it <laughs> comes into what he's good at. Yeah, if they get oh, bogged finally. down on the half court, like that guy's fine. He's got no dramas. Yeah, yeah. dude, um, watching him against the Lakers yesterday. Obviously, the Lakers ended up getting the win, but early, um, Marcus was matched up on him, and like you'd think, Gasol would have the kind of quickness to still keep up with uh, Jokic because. Just, you know, defensive player of the year back in the day. It's not like Jokic is that quick to the eye, but these like little drop steps, it was just possession after possession, just lay up, lay up, lay up. No worries. Um, he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened before. That's, um, that's to remind me to take my, take my magnesium this morning. Got to feed, feed the beast, fellas. <laughs> um, I do have a question though. Considering we are so high on Nikola Jokic and we know Jamal Murray can jump up to this level that few others can really hit when he really, really feels like it, is someone like Michael Porter Jr., who's a young player, he gets 30 points a night sometimes off the bench. Is he on the block? Do you get rid of him? Yes. Do you flip the potential of whatever he is? Yes. I don't see it with Porter like some people see it, to be honest. I watch him sometimes. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? And I know he hasn't played that much, but mm. um, and feel and IQ for the game are things you can obviously 
slightly get better at. It does feel like it's more of a natural thing. Um, Jalen Brown, someone who's improved that mm. really well, which is, but I think that's super rare. And Porter doesn't strike me as a dude that's going to be working his ass off to get better defensively and get better at all the little things. He just wants to get buckets, and that's fine. But I just don't see him as a championship player right now. So I think you should, depending on what you can get back for him, make a yeah. make a swing what, for what? someone. What do you think the Nuggets are missing to get them to that next level? Say, say Porter is out of mm. sight, out of mind. What what is the squad missing? What is what about Oladipo? Yeah, I mean, like he's you know Bradley Bill light, so you to gotta speak. be you got to be ready to to pay him the max, basically. Mm. Yeah, if if you trade for him, um, but he's looked really good this year. I've I've thought, and so. But then I don't know. You seem like you got a bit of a crowd between him and Murray, but um, yeah. Like, do, do you think? Do you think it's another, you know, all star guy, so to speak, or do you think it could just be a really, really strong role player that they need? Millsap's not getting any younger. He's slowing down all the time, and he was a crucial part to their defense. I, I think it's another guy who can contribute on both ends because, yeah, mm. like, as I think they've got the role guys now. Like, if if you if you like, Will Barton is fine as a role yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Gary, Harris, Gary Harris is out at the moment, but he's fine. Like, it's Jermichael Green's been a good pickup for them. He's a dude yeah. that can sort of guard like the bigger, like the, if you play in a series against the Lakers, you can put him on LeBron, and obviously LeBron's going to get his, but like. Yeah you still feel okay about it. Mm. Um, but, uh, I mean, this is why, yeah, before the Harden trade, I think this was a sneaky team that people talked about. Uh, we just talked about it, Bradley Beal. Like, I think it's someone like that who can contribute on, at least on the offensive end. And obviously you want them to play, you want them to not be a complete black hole on defense. But, mm. like, if, if, if you had a, another scorer on this team, I think that would be, that would be ideal. Because like Murray, as we've talked about, is not someone who you can rely in rely on week uh, night in night out sort of thing. Yeah, because he will have an off night, and like, what do you do then? Who's who, who's the guy to help Joker? Because uh, yeah. Joker doesn't have off nights. I honestly think I think we may have touched on it before, um, but Siakam to the Nuggets for oh, good think, idea because because that then he's the th- second slash third option. And then, and he's and he's playing back to his Jokic, original role, and he's getting he, yeah. he can play off ball, and he can run the floor, and and he gives them a defender at the four three position that they really badly need, and then he can kind of go back to being the you know the the Robin type yeah. guy to Kawhi, um, yeah, and you say Porter, use whatever it takes to get Siakam, you just like do it. Do you think Raptors would be open to a trade for Siakam if you get? Porter yeah. and you know something. I think they should be like they're not winning anything in, anytime soon. Now they've got their championship. I think they should be looking to build with OG and Boucher and Freddie Van Vliet um, and like um, Malachi Flynn looks all right. Um, and they're great at drafting, so I feel like they should acquire more picks, get a couple of those young guys, maybe get RJ Hampton, uh, Michael Porter, and whatever the salaries you need to make it work, like Gary Harris and. Yeah, I like that, but... Um, I agree. I mean, like, Siakam's a better version of Jeremy Grant, I guess, and Jeremy Grant worked to fantastic effect. What's that, Jeremy? Isn't that who it was? I, I, just, I just like how you said his name, Jeremy Grant. Oh, is it Jeremy? I believe it's pronounced Jeremy, but Jeremy sounds like salami, so I mean... Well, Jeremy, Jeremy, you know, <laughs> Grant. 
Grant did great for this team, uh, and so they funny. need to replace it. They need they need that guy that can even if it's uh, like obviously this is kind of unattainable for contract reasons and it'd be really weird and messy. But mm. even someone like this current season, Andrew Wiggins would be great on the Nuggets. Lockdown wing defender. Oh, is that what we're calling him super now? Super athletic. Cons- Dude, have you Settled watched him? down, mate. He's locking people down. He's, no, he's not. He didn't lock down my boy Jalen and Tatum the other night, for sure. <laughs> no one's locking down Jalen. <laughs> but he, I can't... God damn, I wish I remembered this. But <laughs> he, he, he versed someone the other night and held them to ridiculously bad shooting. No, he's been and defending well. And they're usually really good. He's been defending well. Um, all right. We need to move on. Uh, we can't hit every single team. Do you guys have anyone specifically that you've been disappointed with or impressed with? Well, I um, think I think the segue was right there. Let's talk about the Warriors. Yeah, yeah boy. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. Um, nice one. Oi, is is Ubre and Wiggins the poor man's Jalen and Jason? <laughs> Tell me. Far out, like no. <laughs> I think I wanted to make the comp earlier when we were talking about the Clippers. I think that that's. I think that, that that's the comp there. You've got two dominant wing guys yeah. who both average like twenty five. That's I reckon that's it. It is, uh, and they played today, but Jalen's out unfortunately. Yeah, um, but, but I no, like I mean the Warriors are kind of no. The answer is no, Josh. Like the well, Wiggins, then, Wiggins yeah. is 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 he's had a good year, as you say, and I mean Ubre's had like three good games this season. Forty points last night, 40 baby. Points, no, no, he's high. heating up. He's heating up. Ubre was like historically bad to begin with, mate. And I since am, then, he's he's picking I'm it up. President of Tsunami Puppies fan club on this podcast. <laughs> and I, I've, I'm still on the island. I've not sold any property. Like I, I love. <laughs> I love Kelly Oubre, and I'm going down with the ship. I think he'll come good. Yeah, the dude can dunk. He's 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 a very pretty, sexy man. He, god damn, he is. Um, I think I forget if we all agreed, but I definitely had the Warriors as like a, as my sixth seed, just purely yeah, because of Steph. And I think that was consensus. Yeah, and he has proved everybody right, wrong, whatever. Um, yeah. he's. He, you could make a case for him in top five MVP easily. Um, he's been so. If they keep good. winning and shooting up the standings, he will be in that top five MVP. What is he? He is fifth in scoring this year on just and like his his shooting splits aren't quite as good because the level of difficulty of shots that he has to take oh, now have gone up even another level because and he still sinks them. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like yeah, so they played the Celtics the other night and. They, the Celtics didn't quite get enough of a lead going into the fourth, and me and my dad just texting like, oh, I'm ready for Steph just to rip our hearts out. Because he, hit, he hits one of those 32-footers, yeah. and you just shit your pants for the yeah, rest like, of the oh game. Oh, God, he's on. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, being real, this is a team who I very, very, very much see every month of the season getting stronger, 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 mm. leading into the playoffs. They're going to be a genuine playoff team. By the time they roll around, I can't wait to see it. Like, if they can get Ubre and Wiggins functioning as an effective wing duo, imagine when they add Clay Thompson back into that mix. Oh. Not that he's coming back this season, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they started the season a bit cold. Draymond missed the first few games, and everyone, the alarm bells started ringing, but. Draymond's come back and they've just started to quietly hum along and win games. And they're over five. And Draymond's now. playing the best he has in years. 
Well, it's Draymond is the perfect example of a guy who might not have any impact on the box score at all, but he's obviously so intrinsically important to that team, and and whether or not he's there, that it it has such a an impact on whether they win games. Like it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Like you can't measure that in rebounds or in points or assists or whatever. Like I think he unlocks Steph because he can bring the ball up and it, it allows Steph to play a bit more off ball sometimes. Their offense just looks so much better. I know you've talked about it before, Josh, with sometimes you'll see them and he's like barking out orders to dudes to get into the mm. right spot or, or whatever run, whatever play it is. He He's like a coach out on the floor. Yeah, but who's an extraordinarily good defender and table setter at the same time. Yeah. Finished with 16 assists, I think it was, the other day. Wow. Yeah. I didn't say that. Um, yeah, and I think that is another thing to try and it's hard to keep in mind when you're like in the thick of 10 games a day, but the season is, is just extra weird. It's condensed. A bunch of teams had short layoffs. The COVID stuff is just ripping some teams apart for a week at a time. Um, but like the Warriors are a completely new team. Yeah, Draymond didn't play. All these guys are figuring it out together. And then, the, yeah, teams like the Warriors are going to take a while to get it together. Teams like the Heat, who have been ripped apart. The Celtics, we've talked about. Teams that I think, once mm. we get to the playoffs, like the Warriors. They'll be hot. Yeah, like if you're anyone besides the Lakers, you're going to be just like, God damn it, we have to play Steph yeah. in the first round? Are you serious? You don't want to run into these guys in in, in the play-in. If you can no. avoid oh. these guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's terrifying. No, not at all. Yeah, but so- like it, the depth, Brad Wanamaker has been great. He's essentially filled into their Sean Livingston role. Oh, I You've miss him so like- much. You got guys like Damian Lee, who's a sniper from the big man spot. Mm. Paschal, like Kevon Looney's come back from a long time out injured, and he's been invaluable. He knows exactly how to play Warriors ball. Even mm. guys like Juan Toscano, never even yeah, heard of the guy. Out of nowhere. He's out yeah. here contributing. And they've got this culture where Steph and Draymond don't hide away, hide away from getting the youngest, shittest guy on the team putting him under their wing and bringing him up with them. It's great. I I am all for the Warriors winning because they deserve it. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, yeah, like in Wiseman between now and the end of the season, he's going to go up a yeah. level, you know? Exactly. Um, What's, what center his size and athleticism has a face-up three? Yeah, it's it's fun to watch him play. He's a little bit all over the place, but when, when it flashes <laughs> – it's definitely like, scary. Well, um, I think yeah. the last team we should hit here. Um, well, do you want to do you want to segue because they absolutely yeah. hammered the Mavericks yesterday, destroyed them, and that's kind of <laughs> been the the deal with the Mavs. Okay, this team has had as many COVID issues as pretty much anyone besides the Heat, probably. Um, Pazingas has been out, but. It's like they lost by, what, 30 last night to the Warriors, who were good, but they're not. They should be beating you by 30. This this game to me was, it really came down to effort. Like the Mavs just didn't look like they were trying that hard. They weren't defending hard. They weren't chasing the runners around while they were looking for their shot. It, it was ugly. Like Warriors just rolled over them pretty much. Once Oubre got hot, looked like the Mavs gave up. What are we... I think the the roster is just. Uh, I mean, it's crazy to think that that Seth Curry trade is like mm. an actual important factor here. But like, I, I think that they're they're missing a bit of spacing. I suppose. 
I mean, I, I hate I hate the way that Porzingis is used on this team, and it's not something new. This was the same last year when this team had the best offense in yeah. in basketball. Um, but I I don't know. Like again, it's another case of this huge dude, and Carlisle sort of plays this five out kind of thing where everyone's out there shooting threes, and Porzingis plays like a guard trying to cross cross dudes over and face them up like let this guy just go down in the post not even like low post but just let him sort of stand on the high post and run dudes off him for like dribble handoffs and stuff like that just do something I mean there's so much of the offensive load is on Luca, and I mean the guy might average a triple double but you're still gonna get beat every night mm. yeah and Luca, Luca's been awesome for the most part but um it's yeah I think their the load's too heavy he and he's not. I don't know. I don't, he's twenty one. I keep. I, it's kind. Of, you got to re- yeah. rem- remember that he's twenty one, and like they're asking him to be the the leader of this franchise. The team around him is not very good, um, and he's still working his way into figuring out himself as well. And the three point numbers have been shocking this year as well. Like he's shooting below thirty percent from three on like seven attempts, and when things start going badly for him, sometimes he just jacks up some junk. And it just mm. makes things worse. Um, but yeah, this team has been super disappointing. And Pazingas has looked like a scarecrow. Like he cannot move around at some of these points. And he used to be one of the best rim protectors in the league. And I hate that he plays the four in. Yeah, baby, you're right. Like, I don't like the way that he's used, but I don't like that he's played at the four. Very is, it often. A, is it a fragility thing? Like, is it, hey, this guy's been injured for a good while on and off? Let's not put him under the rim where he's going to get beat up every night because he's thin as yeah, a tweet. Yeah, probably, probably, and that's uh, probably. But it takes it takes away all the value. Like he's a seven foot two unicorn. He was the unicorn that unlocks the Mavericks. Not a seven foot two guard. Like Luca doesn't need that. But at the same time, though, right? Like I think to an extent that's just him as a player. Like as well. Like I don't know. He's never been a guy who's always been like a strictly center like in the traditional sense that we know a, a center to be like low post guy like he's always kind of been more that i think that this system has just sort of really completely excluded any of that at all like i, I, I remember think... in the i remember in the playoffs last year that that first round against the clippers like he was giving the clippers massive problems inside like he, he it looked like he could score at will he could he, he could mm. get a bucket every time down this is what i mean when when he works in the the you know, spotting up at the three-point line, it's threatening. Mixing that into your game is good because it makes you extremely unpredictable. But if that's all you do, even though, as you say, Beatty, he can get his at the rim whenever he pleases, he's seven foot two, it's, I don't know, very big waste. And you would think a coach like Rick Carlisle with all of his winning experience would snap this into gear. Yeah. What's the go? Yeah, it, man. Yeah, I think it's again though. This might be a team that does snap into well, yeah. gear at some point. Like Later they've on. had all these players in and out. Pozinga's still working his way back in. Josh Richardson's new. He's kind of just yeah. been not good. Yeah. That he's also been out with COVID too. So I don't know. Um, but like that it's one season pop- with, yeah, just popped se- into my head. Yeah, yeah. Josh Richardson hasn't been that good, has he? It doesn't really fit the team. Do you think he True. would no, fit I the think, Nuggets? I think the idea. I think oh, the idea of him fits yeah. the team perfectly. It's just that he hasn't he hasn't really been there because he's been out. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. So I think I think because the, the idea of him, sorry, quickly, he, yeah, he yeah. just ta- he, the idea of him, he takes 
offensive load off of Luca. Yeah, like he can. We were very high on the it. Ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we really liked it. Um, but the problem is in the West is that if you're nine and fourteen now, you're a fourteenth seed. <laughs> like that's not that's fuck. It's a fucking problem, dude. And so yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Like it, there's almost there's almost not. I mean, they they can get back. Obviously, it's a long season, but like for them to get out all the way out of the playoff play in tournament now is going to be basically impossible. They got to do a real run. Yeah, and I don't think like they have and, to go on a. Yeah, and this team's not good enough to like string together what the Utah Jazz did. Like they just don't have enough no. like r- high quality players to really put that together. I don't think. Maybe they will, but. I think yeah, we've talked about it behind the on the chat this week. Is that the anointment of Luca as a top five MVP favorite this year was so ridiculous? Like, Where, he, was he going into the season? One he, of was the the favorite. Favorite. he was the favorite. He was a favorite. He was the favorite. I, I mean, I don't well, think it was ridiculous because I I thought it as well at the time. Uh, but yeah, coming coming at, yeah. we yeah. we were frothing him coming out of the playoffs last year. He was playing like God. But I don't know. That's why I was super. I hear you. I hear you. It was premature. We got too hot on it. Yeah. But like, like I can see why we got so hot on it. But to be the MVP, dude, like they were still the seven seed last year. And so, and they had the best offense in the league. So it's like, that's obviously going to come down a little bit. They tried to improve their defense. It hasn't worked. Maybe we'll wait and see. But yeah, I just think it was insanely premature for a guy that doesn't even play that much defense. I don't know about yeah. you guys. I like my um my young cornerstone superstars to play defense, but I um, <laughs> I'm that's right all right. With you, pal. <laughs> um, if, if if there was one other team I could quickly bring up mm-hmm. before we wrap up today, and it's like the opposite of the Mavs, not nearly as much natural talent, but somehow figuring it out nonetheless. It's my beloved Spurs. <laughs> what do you reckon, fellas? The most surprisingly fun team for me to watch this year has been the Spurs. Yeah, surprising. These... You're surprised. Yeah. I am uh, surprised. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am surprised. I I didn't expect Kelvin Johnson to be one of the most fun young players to watch in the league, and Lonnie and Dejounte all to come together at the same time, and Demar Derozan to have one of his best his seasons. best season ever. Yeah. yeah, he's looking really good. He's looking. Sorry, incredible. sorry, I didn't see it coming. Sorry. <laughs> Spurs have never been a since the Kawhi era ended and the, the Lamarcus Demar era started. Spurs have never been a league pass team for me. I, you know, it's it's it can get bogged down in a lot of elbow jumpers that I just don't like watching. And it's but at the same time this year they've been a lot of fun. I just I, I mean this has been a great year for Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Mm. Sort of hovering in that that six man of the year conversation. Even um, they've done most of this without Derek White. He's been injured for ma- mm. the majority of the season. Uh, it's a classic case of the Spurs just don't go away. They're absolutely in the mix for that sort of play in tournament. Um, All their players know, are playing yeah, so good. crazy yeah. efficiently. I mean, like Demar still doesn't really take threes, which is weird. I think he's shot. I think I read like under fifteen threes this season. In total, yeah. But um, he's a wizard. Anything other than three, he's like one of the best offensive players yeah. in the league. He and he's playing like practically point guard for this team. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he's really good. Like he should get some more All Star buzz probably. But um, like they're going to be in the play in tournament almost certainly, just because they're going to be solid all year with Pop at the helm, and they're just deep with these with these young guys. Lamarcus Aldridge is. Like semi-washed, but he's 
he's shooting more he threes can now. Play. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Um, you mentioned Demar Rosen not hitting any threes. He hit two against the Celtics, which was infuriating. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, wow, of all games for him to hit two threes, yeah. Jake must be exploding. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, this team just classic fucking Spurs. You know, you say it before every year. I feel like we did say before the season, don't be surprised if we yeah, yeah, yeah. see these guys in the in the playing tournament. Um, but like opposite of the Warriors, like if if you're the Clippers and you have to play the Spurs, you're not shitting your pants. But if you're the Clippers where right now you're playing Steph and the Warriors, that's far more scary. Um, mm. But the Spurs will just, they'll just chug along and then lose in five or six games in the first round. And we'll be like, those Spurs did it again. I think DeJounte Murray, watching him this season, though, he really is a serious player. I think once DeMar DeRozan's had his time with the Spurs and Marcus Aldridge is kind of gone, he'll be kind of the leader of this team. Hopefully they can put pieces around him where Spurs can actually win again. Mm. I think so as well. All right. Well, let's wrap that. That's it for the Western Conference, I reckon. Um, mm. And now this piece of not controversy or whatever but the nba is trying to do an nba all-star game um and now we've got lebron saying i don't know why we're doing it i don't really want to go jaron fox thinks it's time every basically a real majority i'd say don't really understand why we're doing the the game um it's obvious they're just trying to they're trying to recoup some of the money that they've lost throughout the Mm. pandemic fair enough i I think that's what jaron fox said he's like well we all know money makes the world go around yeah so, um, obviously, they shouldn't do it. Like, they've just kind of got COVID under control across the league. Like, I mean, we, we haven't had a Wizards or a Sacramento situation yeah, I, for, like, they... What I they think have? they said the other day was yeah. the first COVID-less day in the league. And it is weird. Like, they're getting them to make take all these precautions, all make sure they're so careful with everything. They've got strict protocols for travel and this and that. Mm. And then they're like, oh, but we'll just band everyone together and have an all-star game. It's a bit of a slap in the face to the players that have had to, you know, be such good boys for such a long time now. Yeah. Just name the name the all-stars and move on. Yeah, I, I think so. I, like, I, I don't really... It's a bit of a non-issue, isn't it, really, yeah. one way or the other. Like the the thing that kind of bugs me out is the fact that they're more than likely not going to be able to have a, a crowd at this at, at this mm. All-Star game. And I think that's probably the biggest – I mean, the whole point of the All-Star weekend yeah. really is to sort the of – it's like a, it's a fan thing, right? And if the fans yeah. can't be involved, well, then what's, what's the, the point? point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's – Just have an really empty gym, empty gym dunk contest, empty gym three-point shootout and be done with it. <laughs> just just yeah just do it all in like three hours get it done yeah. fly in fly out bada bing bada boom Good but to it's go. also Absolutely. like it's one of those things where the also game has sucked for so long now it was better last, last year was pretty good though last year yeah was pretty good. that was probably the first one in a long time where it was like kind of okay and it's just sort of like if we're gonna go to all this effort just for something that may or may not be good anyway like yeah what's the point yeah oh especially this year like they're gonna care they, they, they might go and make a point like LeBron yeah. and all these guys, like I'm sure yeah. it'll still be semi-entertaining, but I can just see them all fucking floating around, just jogging up and down the court, launching yeah. threes. It's like, yeah. what are we Not doing? to mention, it disrupts the schedule. Like it's not condensed enough already. They I haven't know. been packed into 
uh, yeah. here you got to play five games this week. You know, like it's and then, a break. Uh, factor in that what the off season was so tiny compared yeah. to yeah a, normal a month year. and a half yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, give them like a five days off. Like seriously. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's all I got to talk about today, fellas. Any any closing thoughts? No, mate. Well, fellas, I'm going to be a little bit off the grid the next uh, six, seven days, going walkabout. Mm. Um, so I'll be walking up mountains trying to find signal to watch um, Celtics games <laughs> and whatnot. Um, so just shoot through any any key updates and I'll get Baby and I will just send you all the unbiased commentary that's coming through so that's to right. keep you updated. Don't yeah. worry. Let me know where Tatum's in the MVP race <laughs> and whatnot. So all that good stuff. Anyway, fellas. Until next week, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Peace.